Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. One of the keys to, like, maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise. Imagine you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. It's the most exhausting time of the year, whether you are drained from training or just the wearing nature of the last 12 months. You're more than likely feeling pretty whacked right now. I know I am. So what better time to talk about fatigue, mental and physical? And how do we overcome it? Is there anything we can couple with rest to make the return that bit easier? Or is it important? to build our mental toughness and just plough on. Uh, well, I'm joined, as usual, by uh, Olympic silver medalist, world champion and general legend, Sonia O'Sullivan, to talk about it all and hear from you, of course, uh, and have a little bit of a chat about my own progress towards running 2,000 kilometres in the space of a year for the Irishman Running Abroad Challenge to raise vital funds for Jigsaw. But let's first talk, Sonia, about the weekend. Our Christmas 5K event had a record turnout with loads of our listeners taking part, donating at idonate.ie, generally just having the crack. And if we learned anything from the weekend, it was that writing letters in Strava art isn't as easy as it seems. You gave it a go, Sonia. Did you do all the letters or just the J? No, I did just the J, um, and I, I walked it actually, <laughs> and then I got, and I didn't even join it up in the end. There was a little bit of a gap, so now I, I know the route now to do a J, so I'll be able to go back and run that one day. I attempted, um, the I is pretty easy. The I, I did the I, yeah, and I attempted to walk a, a full jigsaw. I was getting so ambitious. Me, Mikey, and Tina looking absolutely like I, d I don't know what we looked like attempting to walk it out in bubble writing on the local pitch and <laughs> people can see the results on Strava now it truly is absurd what came out <laughs> it looks like the scrawlings of a toddler <laughs> I was so meticulous that's the ridiculous thing about it it's a little bit like when you know when they People come these days and they deliver you something and you have to sign with your finger <laughs> yeah. and you you think you're signing it perfectly and it comes out like all gobbledygook and you're thinking, no, that's yeah. not what I'm signing. Yeah, no, I looked like I ran this half pissed on the pitch. That's what it looked like <laughs> or that I was on a unicycle. It also made me think that you can't really rely on Strava for an accurate uh, picture of the the track or the run you've just done. But I'll, I'll, be, I'll level with you, Sonia. I, you'd said to me, don't go out too fast. You even wrote it on the on the training plan. And I didn't even realize I was doing it in first kilometer in four minutes, 15. And I was like, 
Oh, no. It was like one of those times you mentioned where if you screw up a run, you nearly have to go home and just go, look, we'll do it again another day. I nearly felt that way after the first kilometre. I was like, I've made a hames of this. Now, I am in deep trouble now because I had all sorts of plans in my head about being very, very controlled across that first kilometre. And I, I guess I let it get in my head and... I felt my legs get heavy. I had the whole little panic during a run, which any runner will tell you, even just the part timers. It's no crack when you're not relaxed. You're just feeling like, oh, the last kilometre of this is going to be misery. How did you get on? Enough about me. No, I was fine. But I have one question first. So when you were doing your 5K, so did you watch Beep at 1K and then you saw 410? Mm, was it or 415? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So we'll have to get you now the next time to turn off that alert at the 1K mm. because it definitely plays with your mind when you do that. I know I know this. Happens, I often get this, you know, you start off really fast. And then you think, oh, no, I've gone too fast. And all of a sudden you feel you feel worse, you know, you can't. And it's harder to recover. Mm. If you're in a race with a lot of people around you, the first kilometer or so will always be too fast. And you just have to absorb it and recover and then get going again. But I think once you start putting that kind of fear in your head that, oh, no, I've wrecked it now, I've really ruined this. You're nearly thinking that you want to start again. So you've kind of thrown in the towel. Yeah. So it's just a matter of survival. All sorts of thoughts start coming into your head. And, you know, the night before I had done what I called a, a captain's run, which is, you know, the way the captain would go to stretch the legs before the All-Ireland final. Shout out to Mayo. I really felt for the lads. But uh, I felt uh, that started getting in my head that I hadn't slept that well. It's funny the way the mind can play tricks on you. But I, I was like halfway through, I had the idea for today's episode because I know that I wasn't as tired as I felt, if that makes sense. Do, do you know what I mean by that? That my thoughts, and I often think this in terms of mental health, is one of the most valuable things I was ever told was that, like, you're not your thoughts. You, you know, your thoughts are naturally occurring and sometimes a product of many different things. And sometimes when we feel something or we have a thought, we think, oh, that's me. But it's, it's more often than not just a trigger from your diet, your hydration, the amount of rest you've had and probably what you've been going through. I had a really, really difficult last two and a half weeks, not in the sense of what some people are going through, but on my own terms. And I know you're dealing with an awful lot with the amount of uh, upheaval in your own life. Do these things play into the headspace of a runner and contribute to an overall fatigue that can't actually be measured in glycogen in the muscles. Yeah, there's definitely a overall tiredness that you can get that, you know, sometimes you choose to ignore it and you plow on. And in other times it can totally overwhelm you. And you feel like you don't even have the energy to go for a run. And I suppose both times you can put yourself in the middle if you want to, but that's when I think you have to really think about it and you have to put a 
thought process into what you're doing rather than let your emotions take over and kind of feed the negative into you or or feed the po- or feed too much positive and then you totally wear yourself down so it's always trying to find the balance of where you're at and keep a nice balance you know we're, we're all trying to balance our lives with everything that we're doing and exercise is just one small part of it but that small part can really balance things out if you get it right I don't know, it's one of those, it's very hard to explain it because I suppose the days that you're a bit off and the energy is lacking, they're so unpredictable. And then they're even more unpredictable how you react to them and how you can kind of get yourself up and going or not. And then kind of come out the other side in a different way. But I always find that if you have a run planned and you don't feel like doing it or... you're just not sure it's going to be right, that it's hanging over you all day long. So you're better off getting out there and doing something and just going out and saying, I just need to get a bit of fresh air here. I need to, you know, awaken myself and get away from all the stresses and pressures and things that are building up because it's always, it's always an accumulation of stuff that kind of eventually there's a weight on you that wears you down. And whether that is, from training you know if you're you know if that's you know i suppose if you're really training at a high level that's where you would feel it most but for most of us now when you're just training and running and exercising for for fun and for fitness it's more often all the other stuff around you so it's the exercise that can help to you know lift that load off your shoulders and and give you a break and you just have to kind of think I'm not too tired to exercise because that's the thing that's going to energize me if I allow myself to do it. Mm. You've said said a mouthful there, Sonia, and definitely all of that resonates. And I'm sure it will with our our listeners, because there can be a a loss of focus here in the sense of uh, we're not training for our living. The vast majority of people listening, it's meant to be fun. And I think that sometimes we can lose sight of that and that that's where some of the fatigue can come from. I know myself last week, I probably ran more than I usually would. Tina commented, you seem to be running every single day. That's not right. And when I looked back on it, I guess I had skipped a rest day somewhere along the way. And I probably had... um, built myself up a bit too much to, you know, we got an event on Saturday, but really it's meant to be a bit of crack <laughs> and and you, you forget these things. I mean, it is like it, we've always said that running's a metaphor for life, but like this does reverberate through what you do and who you are and that while we're all pushing for Christmas and trying to make that last couple of quid in the hope that Christmas will get that last present in the belief that and that'll make him happy <laughs> or that will be a moment. You can miss it. You can really miss what is right under your nose, which is that the enjoyment of all of this is actually the destination. The the real the real purpose of it while getting fit and getting trim and running better times is all important. But, you know, enjoyment has to be at the centre of it, does it not? 
it does and and, and enjoyment and and satisfaction you know i think um when, when i went to do my run on saturday i decided i was going to the track and i kind of put out a message looking for somebody to come and help me and to join me and i you know it, it just for me it kind of creates it it's a bit of fun when somebody else turns up and I actually went to the track. Sinead Diver happened to be there at the same time. Now, I didn't run with Sinead, but, you know, just knowing that there's somebody else over there training and working hard at the same time, it kind of gives you a bit of a boost, you know, to see that someone else is also putting in a hard effort. But I also had um, one of the boys, Derek Cooper, from my training group come along and he said, oh, yeah, no, I'll run with you. But then mistakenly I, I said to him I suppose I in a way I was looking for the easy way out I said well you can lead the first few k and of course he went too fast and I should have said I'll lead the first few k <laughs> and then you can take over <laughs> and you know then you kind of end up in no man's land and you know I'm not running at a fast pace I'm not running at a slow pace and you're just kind of say trying to save yourself then and be respectable because I think once you commit to something you have to get something out of it. You know, you can't walk away saying, oh, well, I made a mess of that. And so I think I ha it really is one of those things where you have to kind of, I don't know, there's lots of different thoughts in your head. And for me, it's all different numbers going around in there. And it's like, well, what will you be satisfied with? And <laughs> weighing all these different things up. And it just felt way too hard with three with K still to go. Oh, really? Well, that's really interesting because I think anybody mm. who saw the time that you posted would, you know, I know my eyes popped out of my head uh, when I saw it. I was like, wowzers. Uh, it was it was 20 minutes was the time that you posted, was it? It was 20. It was actually 20 minutes and 30 seconds. The Strava can be a bit funny on the track or the mm. Garmin can be a bit funny on the track. So... When you go to the track, 5,000 meters is 12 and a half laps. But Garmin, for some reason, doesn't always measure it accurately. So I ignore my watch when I'm on the track, except for the laps that I'm doing. And I can see the split after two and a half laps, which is 1K. But the Garmin, if you were to go by that, it said I ran further than 5K, but I know I didn't. So it, it's a bit funny like that. I don't know if they say if you wear your watch on your other wrist, on the outer wrist, it's more ac accurate than on your left hand. So if you wear it on your right, it's more accurate because it's on the outside of the lane. And but, so you hit yeah, the no, so three, I, I definitely, you, and you hit the 3K mark, you say, and, and started to feel wicked. Is that what you're saying? Oh, 2K, 2K. Two, so 2K, okay. I was on pace. At 2K, I was on pace for 20 minutes, but I knew I had started off way too fast. And um, then, yeah, it was like there was a about an elephant on my back <laughs> as I was going for the next few laps. And it was a bit of a headwind. So you start to feel it wasn't much of a win now, but you start to feel it more you know, when you're getting tired. And um, so the big thing for me was then to, you know, finish strong. So I just had to get through the, the third and fourth kilometers and then, you know, try and at least pick up the pace on the last one, which I managed to do. So, you know, it's just this, these little games that you play with yourself, I think. And then you get to the end and you wonder, you know, what's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> what was it all for? Uh, that's the thing. I, I mean, a couple of things I watched in, in preparation for today's chat, because, you know, there is that 
I guess it's being raised in Ireland. Maybe it's just how, who you're raised by or the culture that you're raised in. But there's there's an awful lot of self-flagellation and uh, kind of beating yourself up in the sense of, ah, come on, cop yourself on or snap out of it, toughen up, uh, that makes you think, oh, well, I sh- uh, fatigue and these thoughts that we're discussing here mid-run or mid-race would all be taken care of if it was just a bit tougher if it was a harder man, you know. Uh, and I say it in that stupid voice because so much of it, I think, is is absolute bollocksology when it comes to what we're talking about is just enjoying your running. And then, again, I go back and forth because I swing between there is something in what we've discussed in the past of recognising the difference between discomfort and pain and actually training yourself to go a little bit past your limit of acceptable discomfort is essentially what long distance training is. My question to you is, do you have any tips for people who are uh, who find themselves hitting a wall of of discomfort or people who definitely feel that sense of once I get there, I don't want to hurt myself and I pull back. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I suppose I would feel that a lot now because I think that, you know, I can't really, I suppose, go anywhere near my best times ever. You know, they're so far away that I often find that I can push myself quite hard, but then I get to a point where I don't kill myself because I kind of think, well, what's the point? You know, it doesn't really matter if you run 10 seconds faster or not or and, 20 and seconds faster. that thought faster. occurs so, in your mind, that, that, that actual thought, what's the point? It does sometimes. When, if I'm really, you know, if, if it's really hurting and it's hard work and I feel like I can't do this, I, I think I quite like operating at the tr- threshold level, like the nice kind of in control running I really enjoy that but every now and then I will push myself and try and do things a bit harder where you know you get to that point where you're huffing and puffing and you're really like you're really pushing yourself and you you know like when I when I (laughs) I ran that 5k on the weekend and um you know when I got to the finish line you know for one of the first times ever in my life I actually lay down on the grass (laughs) inside the track I guess I, I often see a lot of athletes doing that these days now, and I, you know, real like high level athletes. Hmm. And I think, God, I never used to do that. Maybe I wasn't running hard enough. <laughs> like I, I never remember collapsing to the track. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I think the way you know, everybody remembers you is hands on the hips after the race. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why that is. I mean, maybe it was just another way of kind of absorbing the, it's, you know, you you get to the point where you just can't get enough oxygen into you fast Mm. enough. And so you're taking the deepest of breaths. And to do that, you have to hold yourself up. And um, I don't know, maybe I I just didn't give in to falling to the track. Maybe it was just something I didn't do. Whereas I did on Saturday (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) It was all very dramatic. But then I recovered fine. You know, you, you get back up and you jog along and... It, then that's the, one of the bonuses of doing little, you know, events like this or going to races with somebody is that, you know, at, for the warm up and the warm down, you get to have a, a chat. 
and then you kind of forget about it all very quickly. Hmm. Well, I, I I do want to ask you about this before we, we jump on to the next segment. And, and that is just that we are at a tricky time of year when I certainly in the past have struggled to maintain the habits of fitness that I held during the regular scheme of things. You've got all kinds of things pulling you different ways. You've Your routine gets shot and as everyone knows, you, you start to forget what day of the week it is. This is my first year as a runner during Christmas time and I'm terrified of letting the fatigue that's built up over the year swallow me the way it sometimes does. And I think everyone can relate to this, that at Christmas you can have the lie on and wind up watching Elf at 11 in the morning. And suddenly it's like, oh, where did today go? It's dark now. How do we prevent that from taking hold? And also, how do you walk that line of going, well, maybe maybe I do need this rest? I think you have to you have to look at it and say there's 24 hours in every day and you've got to be able to find at least one of them to do something positive for yourself health-wise and you know the tricky thing with Christmas and this time of year and it, I mean it may not be so tricky this year because you know you know we're not supposed to be going visiting too many people and <laughs> crawling in and out everybody's house and there's not as many places to go to or to stay out late at but normally you know it's to try and fit in your run or whatever it is you're going to do around you know when you're going to be eating and drinking and just timing all this thing and and yeah I know I fully agree that you know there's not the same motivation to get up so early in the morning and get out the door when you've been having a good time the day before and you've had a few drinks and you're stay up late talking or watching movies or whatever it is but I still think there's you know maybe you cut it down to say I just need half an hour and you just grab a half an hour for yourself and you know you just think about all the different things that the people in your family are doing in that half an hour that they wouldn't even notice you're gone. Yeah, true it would enough. easy slip out. Yeah, yeah. I often... Uh... And you'd be like, you know, sometimes if you could get stuck on your phone sometimes, you know, and you start reading things and checking up on things on the social media and especially at Christmas time because people are posting up all sorts of photos and there's all sorts of stuff on there. You could easily get caught in the morning looking at your phone for you know, at least half an hour. Easily, yeah. That if you kind of stopped yourself from doing that, you know, and you kind of said, no, I'm not going to do, go near my phone now till I at least go out and do something. Well, that that You'd is be a... you in and out before you know it. That is a top tip, uh, Sonia, I have to say. I mean, I often do that thing of going, look, 24 hours in the day, 45 minutes of it for this is is not so bad. So if we move to our next section, it's a new part to the show. And I guess the best way to introduce it is a mail that I got from another competitor in the Irishman uh, running abroad challenge, James Craig, who who writes, uh, hey, Pat, <laughs> no, hey, man, just got an email from you to say thanks for your donation. James kindly donated to the to the drive. And I just wanted to say, uh, well done. It, it can be the biggest thing in the world to get your trainers on each day. And that is an achievement in itself. And I started my own 
running target for charity, about the same time as you to run 167 miles before the new year, and I'm nearly done. It was a big achievement for me as I lost 40 to 50% of my lung capacity a couple of years ago through a severe illness, and I'll never run like I used to. But it was your podcast that inspired me to give it another go properly and dedicate. So thank you and Sonia so much. Keep it up. And when you're next in Manchester gigging, I'll be sure to be there. And he reminds me of a gig I did in Manchester where a woman stopped the show to ask me about my hair care products. (laughs) But massive shout to to James for doing that. Like an extraordinary story and clearly an extraordinary person. And I'm just delighted that the show is inspiring people in that way. And with that in mind, I introduce our next section, which is Sonia's Heroes. Uh, We discussed this briefly the other evening, Sonia, about the idea of just devoting five minutes in each episode to an unsung hero that you have picked out from uh, your life or the wider world, someone you don't think is getting the light they deserve. Who is your choice for this week's Sonia's Hero? Uh, well, my choice this week is um, it's a really good friend of mine and um, there's a good chance she'll be listening to the podcast because she told me a story that um, she was at home one day and she was listening to our podcast and she didn't have her headphones and she had it on the speaker in the kitchen <laughs> and her husband came in and he said, what are you listening to? <laughs> Weren't you just out with Sonia? <laughs> You're listening to her on the radio now. Uh, but this is uh, it's a, a girl from Cove and her name is Mary DeBarra and um, she's, you know, one of the best friends that I could have, you know, particularly when I'm at home in Cove, you know, I'm often not there. But as soon as I turn up, Mary, she just, you know, she, she lets me know everything that's going on. She makes sure that I'm included in all the activities that go on with Ballymore Cove Athletic Club and with the Cove Triathlon Club, which she is a member of both. So, you know, whenever there's any swimming or running or cycling, Mary is there to, you know, make sure I don't miss out because, you know, when you're away for so long, it's that difficulty of reconnecting. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I do find difficult when I'm in Australia is to reconnect, you know, with the people that I probably eventually meet up with for all the different activities and um you know i just always appreciate that mary has she knows when i'm coming home she'll have everything lined up and this year when i when i came home to cove and i had to isolate in my house for two weeks and you know there's loads of people saying to me you know is there anything you need is there anything we can do for you and you know it can be quite difficult to you know to I suppose to ask people for help yeah. sometimes or yeah. to tell them what you need because you kind of think, I ah, know it's okay. I can manage, I can manage. And then one evening Mary turned up on my doorstep and she had a, a massive big bag from the supermarket, just full of stuff. And she said, I know there's plenty of stuff in here that you'll use <laughs> and anything you don't want, just give it back to me. I won't be offended. <laughs> and it was just brilliant. Magic. You know, like you couldn't, make a list and it was just the nicest thing ever and um yeah i just wanted to say thanks to mary and you know she's great to everybody in the triathlon club it's you know if anyone is missing anything or needs anything she has it in the back of her car and and there's always treats and sweets after all the training sessions and 
yeah, everything is covered. Well, Mary's a perfect choice for the first uh, one of these uh, because I, I do want to appeal to the listeners as well that there there are people like Mary up and down the country and all across the world who are, you know, working their tail off to do these tiny things that don't really get that much shine a lot of the time. If you want to submit a Sonia's hero suggestion, just email me irishmanabroadpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about these people and maybe we'll read your email out on the show and give that person the little bit of uh, praise that they deserve on a, in a public forum with one of Ireland's greatest athletes ever. I want to give a shout out to all the people that did go to the effort, <laughs> attempt to write out Jigsaw. I'll be piecing together the collage of all of your work. Sarah Kelly Paulinho, Gary O'Reilly, Henry Hobbs, Seamus McAteer always, always gives it his best. Greg Barry, Ian O'Brien, really, truly Ian O'Brien's was as bad as mine was. His is truly shocking. Join the Irishman abroad Running club on Strava. It's strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash Irishman abroad. Daniel McCarthy did a massive and probably the best A of all of the A's that we had. Who else do we have here? Donal Hegney. We also have, I mean, the list, I could just keep going here because there's just so many of them. And I'm just careful. Finn Quill, fair play to you, Finn. Declan Keogh and Finally, let's go with Elmarie Malloy. Had a stunning looking J there. <laughs> Fair play to you, Elmarie. So we do need to talk about what's next, because as so many listeners have said, just having that target on the horizon, the purpose. And I fully believe that this is my antidote to that fatigue, that when it doesn't feel like there's a point giving it a point, uh, writing it down, as you said, and having the Irishman running abroad challenge and these monthly events really helps conquer that sense of fatigue. So with that in mind, what do you think the run should be for Christmas Day or around this time? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's like my big thing for this week is, you know, what are we all going to do and run on Christmas Day? Because it's one of those days where the excitement can kind of take over mm -hmm. before you know it. It's time to get dressed and to go visiting and, you know, all the things that are going on. So what I have planned for this week, and I'll, I'll be sending this on to you later today as well, um, is to have a quite an easy week, I think. I think, you know, we've done a lot of work um, the past few weeks and, you know, all the way back since August, really, you know, been a little bit of a roller coaster up and down, you know, throughout the different events and challenges. So it will be definitely an easy week this week. And that's taken into consideration, you know, all the other stuff that everybody will have going on in their life, you know, whether it's getting ready to prepare the Christmas dinner, searching for those last minute Christmas presents. There's just, you know, just keeping in contact with all the friends and family and... It's a lot, yeah. You know, there, there is a lot going on and it can really take over your life and you feel sometimes that, where am I going to get the time to go for a run and how am I going to enjoy it and not be stressed about it? And I think it's a really important time of the year to really just run for the enjoyment of it and and take the pressure away and just enjoy, I suppose, 
getting the chance to go out there for you know what whatever amount of time that you have to do it and I, I actually felt like that myself on Sunday I decided to go for a run in the there's a, a forest near here um, and I call it the woods everybody looks at it <laughs> what do you mean the woods <laughs> and uh, it's a massive forest it's the Dandenong Ranges and um, it's a bit of a drive outside Melbourne but I just I hadn't been there for a long time not since earlier this year and I used to go up there a lot with my daughter Sophie because her training group would go every Sunday and I kind of felt like I didn't really have a reason to go up there anymore and then all of a sudden I thought I know I actually quite like going up there and I should go you know one time before the end of the year so I just had a very nice easy run I ran with a friend of mine Neo O'Reilly and she's going to run a race on the track on Tuesday night 3,000 metres I couldn't quite commit to that. The pressure now for a race would be too much. Yeah, <laughs> A time trial is one thing. A race, that would definitely uh, test me, I think, at this stage. So she ran for an hour and we had the dogs for a little bit at a time. And then I put the dog Winnie back in the car and gave her her breakfast because there's certain areas of the forest where dogs are not allowed. And they're actually the more special parts of the forest where the ground is really soft and... And the birds are so loud. <laughs> Even louder than last week. <laughs> louder than you heard last week. I, I was actually going to record him when I was up there. I'd have to catch him the next time. But it was just a very pleasurable run. And so I think that's what we need to remember, you know, over the holidays and, you know, amongst all the busy days and late nights and everything else. Um, but for Christmas morning, one idea and what I'm going to commit to doing is, um, I don't know if you've ever come across a thing called the Goal Mile. It's a Goal is a charity in, it's based in Ireland and um, they're involved with a lot of fundraising and um, work in, in Africa, raising funds for underdeveloped countries and, you know, whatever is going on out there at particular times. They have people working out there helping um, people out there who are struggling and the goal mile is something that goes on every year on Christmas Day generally in Ireland at a number of tracks around the country people go and run one mile and it's a very festive and fun thing to do but this year it's gone virtual like everything else and so people will, will be doing it on their own and there won't be such big gatherings so I'm going to go for run my mile um, now a mile is quite short so you, you need to do a bit of a warm up beforehand and um, yeah pick a spot preferably with the wind behind you and maybe a little bit downhill would be good okay brilliant <laughs> you I'm don't want to it. go to your local track and then yeah and then a jog home as well so I'm going to do mine in um, I'm actually been living in a, a different part of Melbourne these days so I'm going to put a post up during the week and see if anyone might join me but I think I'll be going from the Port Melbourne. I'm not sure what the name, Princess Pier, where the spirit of Tasmania is a big boat, goes to Tasmania every day. And um, I'll be starting down there at around nine o'clock on um, Friday morning. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. Um, I, I, yeah, I'll put up a post and confirm the time later on and... Uh, I'll check the weather, see which way the wind is going. Okay, brilliant. And you well, never know, there might be some 
Irish people floating around there at um, Port Melbourne who might want to come out and join me for one mile on Christmas Day. Magic. Well, there's the call put out. Uh, GoalGlobal.org is the place to register for the virtual Gold Mile. Run apart and stand together is the uh, slogan for it. And it's really easy to register there. It's only... 20 euros a person if you uh, like you really do need to register I mean that's the whole point I mean it's not it's not really enough to just you know label your run on Strava that's the goal mile they need the money so throw in the the 20 euros it's not that much when you consider what we would have blown 20 euros on in regular times and then there's even a way to register your your kids so maybe me and Mikey will will do this one together uh, for the goal mile on Christmas Day. And yeah, like Sonia says, if you're was at Port Melbourne, keep an eye out for her posts on social media and maybe you can go down and join her down there. What a, what a beautiful way to spend a sunny Christmas Day in Australia, Sonia. It's always a pleasure to chat. I hope it'll be sunny. <laughs> <laughs> happy Christmas to you and happy Christmas to all of our listeners. Big shouts to Brian Connolly for his sound production as always this week. To Tina and Mikey for uh, always making sure this show can happen and does happen. And for their support on the day of the Irishman Abroad uh, 5K on Saturday, they were down there cheering me on. And it's incredible the difference it makes. If we could leave with one final comments on you that thing you mentioned about uh, having people around and having people down there I haven't done it yet but I guess I struggle to go to the people I know around me that run would they come and do this with me because I'm still at that kind of bashful early runner phase where I think oh god what if they're way faster than me what if I'm slowing them down uh, is there anything, is there any way we can overcome this shyness in terms of asking someone to to come on a run or be a running partner with you on certain parts of your training? Or is it just a case of you just got to get out there and meet the world halfway? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the one of the easiest ways to meet people is, I suppose, if you're at an event, the warm up and the warm down is where people are very relaxed and they're more inclined to chat and be welcoming of someone running along with them so i suppose when the park run eventually comes back i can't wait until you experience that because i really think you'll enjoy that when it comes back Hmm. um it's actually returning to melbourne in um just under four weeks time so that's our kind of next target here is to you know improve the 5k from last weekend at a park run where there will be people to run along with and to to race i suppose yeah hard hard enough to picture it in in the uk at the moment in the situation that we're in with this new strain but uh yeah i think you're right i think the park runs are desperately missed and you know i just need to be a bit more courageous about it i mean i'm not i think maybe you could find somebody local to you who there might be somebody listening on the podcast who is running around that same trail in St. Albans and you don't have to meet them every day just once every now and then and just see what it's like to run with somebody and to talk while you're running Um, it can slow you down I'll take that as my challenge for this week. Uh, if we are taking an easy running okay. week. See if you can find someone to run with. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit like your mom saying, now go off and play with that boy over there. He seems to like football as well. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I'll let everybody know. And thank you all again for supporting this show, for becoming patrons over on Patreon if you've done that already. And for getting out there for the 5k, we raised uh, a good wedge of money so far. We're approaching, heading towards 3,000 euro raised so far. And I can't believe I'm heading towards nearly or past the 400 kilometer mark in this 2000 kilometer challenge. So uh, onwards and upwards, Sonia, thanks again and uh, happy Christmas to you. Very happy Christmas and great to chat again on this uh, Christmas week. And uh, yeah, enjoy your running for the next week or so. Keep inside inside.